Welcome to Fuel for Today, curated audio content from Pastor Bogdan Kipko. We are confident this will fuel your faith in the one who gives faith. If you have breath in your lungs, God has a plan for your life, a plan that is far better, bigger, and immensely more than anything you have ever imagined. Go ahead and open your Bibles to Romans chapter 5. And we're going to be in verses 1 through 11. So Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Here is a text, a very important text that Paul shares. Apostle Paul, the one who wrote the letter to the Romans. So Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Here is what the text says. It's kind of on the screen, but you can listen along with me. So Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Here's what Paul says. Therefore... Since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. For while we were still weak at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. If I was to ask you this following question, what do you think is one of the most amazing emotions that a human being can experience? What is something that you've experienced, maybe an emotion that you would put at the top of the list? You don't have to answer, think about it in your mind. Have you ever thought for a moment that one of the greatest emotions that a human being can experience is relief? Relief. Think about it for a second. Imagine the time when you're waiting for a very important phone call. This phone call was going to decide your fate, decide your life, decide the course of your life. And when you finally got that phone call and you finally got the news and the news were in your favor, you experienced relief. Think of the time that you were waiting for a phone call to get a particular job that you really wanted. And the recruiter or the manager or the supervisor finally called you and said, you got the job. What an incredible feeling of relief you experienced. What about getting a text message from a friend who you thought was not okay or something happened to them and they text you and they're like, hey, I'm okay, everything's good with me, right? What about an email that you've received, right? So relief is a very, very powerful emotion. And what Paul does in this particular text is he's saying, you have received peace with God. You're no longer an enemy with God because you believed in him and because of what Jesus did for you on the cross. Now, the first thing I want to mention when we talk about this particular text is I want us to 
look to this emotion called relief. Now, think about culture for a moment. When you go to a symphony, right, there's a particular buildup that happens in a symphony and then there's a resolve or a relief in that. That is ultimately what the crowd is waiting for, right? Think of when, if you're, if you're into <clears throat> electronic music and there's like, when the beat drops, you know what I'm talking about, right? Don't tell me where you heard the beat drop last night, but just let's pay attention to me for a second. That is a relief of some sort, right? And people wait for that, right? Think of a roller coaster. When is the most fun, the most fun part of the roller coaster, right? When you're going down that humongous hill, right? That's the, the part where you're like, <gasps> right? And, and you're excited because it's, it's, it's resolving in something. Um, there's, think about one of the favorite movies that you've watched. Like when, when the movie reached, reaches its apex and it experiences a relief of some sort, we like that, right? Humans tend to gravitate towards relief. And what Paul is basically saying in this first verse, he's saying that we have peace with God. And the first thing I want us to do is look at the past. What has happened in the past? Think of the times that God has saved you, redeemed you, made you his own son or daughter. And I think that the more we comprehend a danger we were ever a part of, the more we experience the relief. If you've ever driven your car and you've narrowly missed getting into an accident, you experience relief. If you're somebody who's maybe less sanctified and you're speeding and you see a police officer and he has his gun out, his radar, and then you pass by him and he does not pursue you, that's a relief. We love experiencing that, right? Now, I want to show you guys something. Relief is a very, very strong human emotion. And I believe that we experience the depth of the relief when we understand what we have been rescued from. So I wanna show you guys this video. So this is actually a real life video that happened. Maybe you've seen it on, online. This is just a gentleman walking around and I wanna show you what happens next. So check this out, pay, pay very close attention. Do you think he's experiencing relief right now? This gentleman, yeah, he just walked away and we're gonna repeat the video in slow motion. It's a, it's, a, it's a pane of glass that basically construction workers were, were using. And this guy narrowly misses death right now. It almost cut him in half. Look at how close that is. Now, put yourself in this guy's shoes or moccasins, whatever he's wearing, right? Um, the point is... When he's watching, and I'll show this to you again to drive home the point. When he's watching this video, imagine how he feels, how much he values life. Do you think for a moment he's complaining about life? I mean, this is, this is a video that went viral on the internet. Look, he's just getting up like pretty much like, oh, wow, a glass just didn't cut me in half. Sounds awesome. I'm going to go have lunch now. Like, that's, that's how he feels. And it's funny how he will goes the other direction, right? Because... Because he thinks more glasses are going to fall on him. So, so friends, why, why am I showing you this particular video? I want to... It is. But don't you think for a second that he's experiencing relief the moment after that? 
Like even when he's watching the video, he's like, wow, I almost died. I almost got cut in half. Okay. I mean, he just finished his, you know, latte and then he narrowly escapes death. Imagine how happy he is. Imagine how excited he is. And the thing is, the reason he's going to value his life even more is because he's going to realize what he escaped from. So until you and I realize what we were saved from, we won't value what we were saved to. So Paul in this text is saying, listen to me, you have peace with God. You've escaped death. God's wrath is no longer upon you because you believed in Jesus. You no longer have to have an eternity in, uh, uh, without God. You have been saved. That's what Paul is trying to, that's the message that Paul is trying to say here. And he's basically saying, you're not under God's wrath. Now, when we think about God's wrath, everybody who has sinned is under the wrath of God. And the only way you and I escape it is when we believe in Jesus that he took upon himself our sin, our shame, our guilt. Jesus essentially took, takes this glass upon himself, dies on the cross, and gives you and me life. Amen? It's a good thing. It's, a, it's an amazing thing. And so we need to look at the past, first of all. We need to understand if we're Christians, if we're following Jesus, God has saved us through Jesus Christ. And I love what Jesus says in uh, Luke chapter 7, verses 41 through 43. Here's what, here's what it says, and I'll read it for you. A certain money lender had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. When they could not pay, he canceled the debt of both. Now, which of them will love him more? Think about it this way, friends. When we are forgiven much, we value that much, right? And the point is that you and I were supposed to be dead spiritually. We were supposed to be because of our sin. Yet Jesus Christ comes out and he saves us. He saves us from uh, death. He saves us to life. And if you look at Romans chapter 5, not only do we look at the past, we look at the present. And here's what God does to us. This is a guy narrowly escaping death. I mean, think about the relief he's experiencing after this when he got away. This must be somewhere in Russia, I guess. Um, he narrowly escaping, I think there's a camera or something. He's narrowly escaping death. And here's the point, friends. We're not going to value our Christian walk and we're not going to value what Jesus did for us unless we look to the past. Look what we've been rescued from. Now, not only have we been rescued from something, but we've been rescued to something. And the second thing I want to point out is we've gained access. If you look at verses 2 through 8, Paul says, Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace into which we now stand. Now, access, as what Paul is talking about here, is getting a permission to go into a place that we did not have um, ability to go to before. Think of it this way. If you've ever flown on an airplane, you basically get into your email a confirmation, right? And that confirmation says, you have paid for your ticket. Your spot is reserved on the plane. 
So when we buy plane tickets, it's not like it's wishful thinking. It's not like I go to Priceline.com, buy my plane ticket, pay for it, have the money come out of my bank account, and then I'm hoping, hoping, coming to John Wayne or LAX, I'm like hoping, I hope they have a seat for me. I hope they have a seat for me. I'm not hoping that. I know it's going to happen because I've purchased it. I've been granted access, right? If you remember a few or a few months ago, I shared with you guys a story about when I had a chance to see um, uh, one of my favorite Christian artists perform, Toby Mac, right? All my 90s kids, you know what I'm talking about. So here's, here's the thing though. When we went to see Toby Mac, we got tickets, okay, like physical paper tickets. I had them in my hands. So when we went to the concert venue, I had my tickets. I didn't go to the concert venue hoping that some scalper will be selling me tickets. I didn't try to go online to find tickets hoping that the day of the concert somebody's going to be selling them. No, I had definitive, stable assurance that I was going to see Toby Mac. And the reason for that, because I had the tickets. So when I came up to the box office and I gave them the tickets, there was no arguing. Nobody was asking me, are you sure these are the right tickets? Or, well, I'm not sure if I'm going to let you in. No, it was a simple access granted. And it was not a hope that I had that was based on wishful thinking, right? Think about the last time you had a conversation with a friend who's not a believer, okay? And you're saying to them, do you think you're going to heaven? Do you think that God will accept you? Most people will say, who are not believers, will say, I don't know, maybe, right? They'll say, maybe he will. And what's the next thing they begin to say? They're like, well, I have a lot of these good deeds that I've done. Hopefully, on the day when I come to the pearly gates and St. Peter is standing there with God, hopefully they're having a good day and hopefully they're going to grant me access. Friends, the great thing about you and me is that we have that access through Jesus Christ. He has given it to us. We've been granted that particular access. Thank you for listening to this curated audio content from Pastor Bogdan Kipko. We hope that you were encouraged and inspired by this message. Bogdan is personally convinced that whatever fills your mind fuels your life. It is his life goal to help you faithfully follow Jesus. For more information, please visit fuelforlife.tv.